Let us pray. O Holy Spirit, come, come to this place and open our hearts and minds so that we may hear what you want us to hear and to do. And please guide my lips and tongues so that I can deliver the word that you prepared through my mouth. Thank you, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. It's been two weeks since we celebrated the resurrection of Christ. Last week, we heard about the story of doubting Thomas. And according to the Gospels, the time soon after Jesus' death and resurrection was still an uncertain time for the people of that period. Many people did not hear about Christ's resurrection, and of the people they did, many people doubted his resurrection, like Thomas and like the other disciples. Some people were blessed with Jesus' physical appearance after resurrection, like Mary Magdalene. But how about us? I think by now we know the story pretty well, and we believe that Jesus was resurrected from the death, as he promised his disciples. We have heard and read the story over and over again. That is why we are here this morning. Personally, I like it when people call us Easter people, people who belong to Christ and who recognize the sacrifice the Lord made for us, people who strive to do no more sin and are resurrected into a new life in Christ. I am sure God planned the amazing event the resurrection through Jesus Christ, his only son, because God loved us so much. And because God has a vision for us. As Easter people, we need to listen to what the Lord says to us and to follow accordingly. One of the, le- uh, the lectionary readings for today is from 1 John chapter 3 that we just read and heard this morning. My original plan for this Sunday was to preach about the gospel lesson from the Luke, one of the post-resurrection stories about Jesus and his disciples. But the Spirit led me to wrestle with this reading instead. So I hope you can find God's vision for us. Let me read the passage again by with a contemporary translation by Eugene Patterson. I think by listening to this translation, it may be easier to understand the scripture. What marvelous love the Father has extended to us. Just look at it. We are called children of God. That's who we really are. But that's also why the world does not recognize us or take us seriously, because he has no idea who he is or what he's up to. But friends, that's exactly who we are, children of God. And that's only the beginning. Who knows how we will end up? What we know is that when Christ is openly revealed, 
we will see him and in seeing him become like him. All of us who look forward to his coming, stay ready with the glistening purity of Jesus' life as a model for our own. Verse 1 and through recaps how we become children of God. And it emphasizes that we become children of God, not by our nature, but by the gift of God, which is love that the Father has extended to us. In the Gospel of John, we can find a similar account. John chapter 1, verse 12 says, But to all who receive him, who believe in his name, he gave power to become children of God. It means that God's love offers all to be redeemed and to become children of God. You might argue that God loves all people and that all people are God's children since we are created by him. That's right. But here, John wanted to be more specific regarding our relationship as a children of God. Yes, God invited all people to become his children. But not everybody thinks that way unless they develop a true relationship with him. I would say our relationship with God is like that of an adopted child. God is willing to adopt all of us as his children, beloved children, because God loves us all of God loves all of us. That is why God sent his only son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross and save us from our sins. By his sacrificial love, we no longer belong to the sinful world, but to God. And our broken relationship has been restored by the blood of Christ. But what if the adopted one says to the Lord that, I do not trust you. I do not need your sacrifice. I do not want you to be my father or my mother. Do you think the person can be a child of God from the person's perspective? I don't think so. Although God invites everybody to his children, if the person does not want God's love and God's care, then that the person cannot be the child of God because he or she rejects the relationship with God. And John says people do reject the relationship because they do not know who God is and who Jesus is. However, in verse 2 and, said, uh, 2 and 3, John says, but friends, that's exactly who we are, children of God. And that's only the beginning. Who knows how we will end up? Thanks, be to, uh, thanks to God's grace, now we become the children of God. The reason that we become children of God is because the Christ because what the Christ did for us. He touched our eyes and our minds. 
so that we were able to accept God's grace, so that we were able to accept the relationship with God, so that we become the children of God. That's why when we look up the cross, we cannot help but we have tears in our eyes because we know what Jesus went through for us. That's why we weep whenever we hear the story of a crucifixion because we know that it was people like us who crucified Jesus. That is why we celebrate the resurrection of Christ on Easter Sunday with beautiful flowers and great music because we know what it means to us. Again, it is God who called us to be his children and who helped us to, uh, helped us to see our true identity as his children. So church, be grateful for that. Be grateful for God's grace that enables to see our true identity as the children of God. But what do we do with this? John assures us that even though we are already God's beloved children, with a totally new identity as the children of God, we are not finished yet. Here is God's vision for us. In verse 3, it says, What we know is that when Christ is openly revealed, we will see him, and in seeing him, become like him. All of us who look forward to his coming stay ready with the glistening purity of Jesus' life as a model for our own. We may not know what we are going to be like when God's work is completed in us. But the scripture says we are going to be like Christ. And that is cause for great hope. And that is God's vision for us as God's beloved children of God. And God will make us Christ-like persons for the world. That is God's vision for us. Then what does it look like to be a Christ-like person? John gives us the answer from the following verses. Let me read uh, the verses for you. He says, All who indulge in a sinful life are dangerously lawless, for sin is a major uh, disruption of God's order. Surely you know that Christ showed up in order to get rid of sin. There is no sin in him, and sin is no part of his program. No one who lives deeply in Christ makes us practice of sin. None of, us, those, none of those who do practice sin have taken a good look at Christ. They've got him all backward. So my dear children, do not let anyone divert you from the truth. It is a person who acts right, who is right. Just as we see it lived out in our righteous Messiah, those who make a practice of sin are straight from the devil, the pioneer in the practice of sin. The Son of God entered the sin 
to abolish the devil's ways. John describes sin as rebellion against God and simple. And no, God pure and simple. It's placing oneself in opposition to Christ and siding with evil. And it's an easy thing to do because Satan uses every kind of wicked deception to rule us into thinking our actions do not matter. However, here John says, if we, if we are children of God, we should act like Christ. We should behave like Christ, who was righteous and who had no sin, who walked humbly and acted justly and loved all people. That is what God expects us to do since the beginning, that when he called us to be his children of God. So friends, as God called us to do, we should be act like Christ. So be righteous. Do not come sin anymore, but love everybody, regardless of their gender, race, their color, their social or financial status. And they live like Christ. That is God's vision for us. And let it be so. Let us pray. Gracious God, thank you for calling us to be your children. Although we do not deserve the title, thank you for revealing us your love to us so we may see you and know you and be born again in your love into a new being as your children. Every moment, remind us who we are. Remind us of your vision for us so that we may continue to act like you our Lord Jesus Christ, to transform the world. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.